Hello, this is Adrian Savino, and you're listening to the sixth episode of Circulated. On this episode, we are joined by Jared Whitaker. Jared is the Senior Vice President of Residential Operations at RxR. He oversees all multifamily residential operations for their $22 billion portfolio and is helping them deliver innovative projects across the country. Prior to joining RxR, Jared served as a Vice President at Bazudo Management Company and also served as both Director of Maintenance Operations and Resident Experience for the Durst Organization. Jared, welcome. Thank you, Adrian. I'm uh, excited to be here this morning with the, uh, the Circulated Podcast. Absolutely. We're excited to have you. So let's back up a little bit. That was, you know, uh, quite the introduction and, and, you know, accomplished across the board. But, you know, I think your, your route started uh, down in Philly. So just uh, kind of run me through, you know, Philly's kind of market and how you kind of you made your way to uh, New York. A- absolutely. I think I have a very unique um, journey and experience. I actually... Uh, Grew up in Philadelphia in the 80s, so it was a pretty turbulent city at that time, growing up in the inner city. And um, uh, long before I got into the real estate industry, um, how I actually arrived to New York City, I was in the music business for um, several years in the late 90s and early 2000s. I moved from Philadelphia to Los Angeles in 1998 and had uh, moderate success in the music business. I was able to work with um, Dr. Dre in Aftermath Entertainment. I toured with Ice-T and um, had a recording contract with Universal Records and Motown um, in the early 2000s. So had some moderate success there. And leaving from Philadelphia, just being able to travel uh, through touring and working with other music producers and and artists to um, work on various projects definitely was exciting coming from Philadelphia. And it, it really opened up a horizon of opportunities, just being exposed to different cultures and walks of life, um, being able to tour through Europe and all the the United States was was a big deal, you know, coming from uh, Southwest Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. I have some family from Philly originally, um, fair amount, you know, West Philly. So, just interesting yeah, to yeah. hear people's uh, different experiences. Absolutely, so, absolutely. You know, great, great town, though. I I, I want to say everyone that comes from Philly has grit and passion. You know, people look you in your eyes and and have a firm handshake, and absolutely. you have to mean what you say and say what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm there a couple times a year, so it's always kind of. Interesting to go back and see how things have progressed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So Philly, L.A., music industry, um, how did you kind of shift back to, you know, I know Harlem kind of played a, a big role. You got to Columbia. Yeah. You know, you said yeah. Jim Simmons kind of mentored you and pushed you to go back to finish up college at, at, at Columbia. A- absolutely. So I want to say, you know, in the early 2000s, what happened in the music industry is that uh, with Napster, music download, music sharing platforms, the, the industry really, you know, fell and took a hit with revenue. So the budgets that I was once accustomed to had shrunk up. And um, I was just married. My wife is a native New Yorker. She's from Harlem, New York. And um, we had a brand new baby. And I said, you know, I can't sleep on couches and, <laughs> and recording studios. I, I need health insurance. I need to be able to take care of my budding family. Sure. So um, I was able to start um, as a mailroom clerk. I made $10 an hour um, working at a a very large private equity and real estate um, investment fund uh, at the time, Warner Building. And uh, my job was pretty simple. It consisted of um, dropping off mail packages, FedExes, UPS, DHL, uh, delivering lunches and stocking um, printers with paper and and, and the like um, from 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock every day. Um, but my curiosity as I started at that very entry-level position was looking at uh, investment memorandums and, and deals being executed for hundreds of millions of dollars. And uh, 
uh, beginning to ask questions and just wanting to be involved in learning about real estate, having that curiosity. So um, Jim Simmons at that time was a partner at that firm and, and, and um, was able to mentor me and uh, give me exposure and an opportunity to learn and really cut my teeth in the music industry where um, I began to learn about uh, rent stabilization, the various uh, agencies in New York City with respect to the Housing Preservation Department. And um, in a short amount of time, I was able to be promoted from mailroom clerk to assistant project manager for a $100 million uh, domestic emerging fund that invested in uh, Harlem and the Bronx, uh, New Jersey, and emerging markets at that time. And um, that, that was kind of my first foray into the real estate industry. And Jim kind of guided this entire you know, uh, transition, like from Columbia into the mailroom, out of the mailroom. Yeah, I mean, um, without being too winded, so I, I um, obtained my real estate license in 2007, and um, I began to see success uh, working as an assistant project manager where I executed um, $25 million in individual sales of, of cooperative units and uh, bulk sale disposition of a $57 million deal in the Soundview section of the Bronx. And as I'm having this success, you know, um, Jim Simmons at that time said, this is great. Uh, what, you, what you're doing is fantastic. But if you want to continue to excel in the industry at, at, at the um, pace that you're capable of and, and that you can get to, your education is important. Um, so I had finished a couple semesters at Temple University um, in, in my late teens, but I dropped out when I received my record uh, deal with Universal Records. So um, with his assistance, I was able to get in front of the... Um, uh, admissions board and committee at Columbia University and they have a school division there called the School of General Studies that um, is a school designed for non-traditional students, um, people who were military veterans, people coming back to school at a later time period than the average person being admitted at 19 or 20 years old and um, I was able to get accepted and I went there part-time for four years um, while I worked full-time full to obtain that degree and I um, finished two degrees in urban studies and political science. And I also um, received a license in uh, ethnography, certification in ethnography while there as well. So um, education has definitely been the bedrock and foundation of me um, finding success in life in general and definitely in the real estate industry. Yeah, understood. And in terms of, you know, next steps, you find yourself at Durst, you're, you know, the director of resident experience. I'm kind of highlighting the word experience because you had a very interesting, you know, lead up and experience yourself. How did you kind of, you know, kind of package all the stuff that you um, went through in your, you know, earlier teens or, you know, uh, late teens and early 20s to kind of deliver um, a unique perspective at the Durst organization? Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Adrian. So I, I want to say, you know, the the the. the Common ground for success in any business is communication. So I, so I think that having come from the music industry, being a performer, um, being a person who's, who's very good with vocabulary and, and, and what I want to convey, um, I was able to take those same skill sets in interacting with employees um, in my hiring positions, identifying talent. So at the Durst organization, I was able to hire the front office staff for the leasing professionals and uh, property managers, as well as the back of house staff and maintenance and operations um, as we opened up a 1,400 unit campus on the far west side, 57th Street corridor. So 
during my time at the Durst organization, I opened up Via 57 West, which was um, very uh, highly touted um, with a star architect, uh, BRK Ingalls, 700 plus apartment communities, 45,000 plus square feet of amenities, architectural novelty, the building shaped, um, has been referred to a shape like a pyramid, has definitely um, helped shape the New York City, Manhattan skyline. Um, I also opened up EOS at that time in the Nomad District where Nike moved their North America office as uh, part of the commercial uh, footprint for that building. Um, so exciting times uh, at the Durst organization. I was really able to converge various skill sets that I had um, acquired and developed over the years. And, and I think I begin to see a shift in the industry at large where no longer are uh, tenants looked at as just renters, where they sign a lease and they're given an apartment with four, four walls. There begin to be a shift in the industry, and, and I definitely was one of the persons on, on the helm of pioneering, um, looking at renters as customers and really providing them with real estate as a service, um, where everything from how they identify and move into an apartment, the resident experience of social events and community events at the property, um, bringing in the tech suite of technology and, and uh, apparatus where people can pay rent and book certain features, not unlike any other industry that's um, tech savvy at this point that understands that convenience is, is an amenity. Yeah, and, and real estate as a service, it's an interesting way to put it. You know, these, these uh, bigger projects on the west side and throughout the city that are, you know, developed in, in the same time frame, have the same amenity package, there's got to be some sort of differentiator. And it seems right. like the, the focus on experience is, is where you kind of set VF, uh, 57 you know, apart from the rest. Absolutely. Absolutely. A step up, elevated luxury. And I've been able to, you know, as we'll talk about RxR um, later in the interview, bring, bring similar um, elevated experience to the portfolio as well. Sure. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll jump to uh, RxR in a minute. But um, after, after Durst, you found yourself a Bazudo, you know, similar, um, you know, in terms of quality of operation. Um, Bazudo is known for best in class, you know, product, their service, uh, again, highly amenitized buildings, top of top of market pricing. So run me through kind of transition to that and then we can, you know, break into the RxR uh, piece. A absolutely. So um, I was recruited by Bazudo Management Company in 2018. Um, they definitely had a very um, unique and successful program that they were running in the DMV market in Washington, D.C. Metro and, and begin to expand aggressively up and down the East Coast and also to push westward. And, and they really wanted to have presence in New York City, um, the five boroughs, and, and have someone that had experience with the compliance portions of rent stabilization for 21A, dealing with the various city agencies, et cetera. So um, I was recruited and started there in February of 2018. And um, during that time, I, I managed for uh, 10 plus apartment communities that were owned by institutional investors that included J.P. Morgan Chase, the Oxford Group, Invesco, um, SunTrust, uh, Bentel Green Oak, and a number of other um, institutional investors. So we drove performance at that time and were able to build out Bazudo's brand reputation and experience in New York City and give them some market share with respect to third party management assignments. Sure. Durst, Bazudo, and you know, I'll I'll, I'll transition to RXR and, and you know, kind of Graystar with, with Magnolia because again, all kind of best in class uh, operators. So some of the some of the projects you've been you've been working on since RXR, uh, you've been there since twenty twenty one. 
No, I know you guys are looking at, you know, Dumbo as a market, downtown Brooklyn, and then New Rochelle. I know uh, Scott's been big on New Rochelle in terms of their, you know, master plan development in in downtown. Um, give me some background on some of these projects, how you got involved, what your involvement is, and, you know, what your day-to-day looks like. Sure. Um, so, so just to start with, I think, um, you know, Scott Reckler is a very dynamic leader, um, very inspirational. Um, he listens. Uh, he's 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 very uh, big about bringing in people who have advanced skill sets and working uh, us building out teams uh, to be successful. So being able to go from Bazudo management where I was doing third party management and come back to a vertically integrated operator that's touching everything from pre-planning development through to operations turnover and, and ongoing management was exciting for me when I was approached with that opportunity. Um, so RxR historically, you know, had been known for their commercial portfolio, uh, business campuses in Long Island, et cetera, and has really uh, become aggressive with multifamily residential. And I've been able to bring in um, the skill sets that I've developed over the past 16 years and work with our development team and construction folks um, for us to build out unique um, offerings with respect to floor plans, um, how we curate and program our buildings with respect to amenities, uh, et cetera. So it's been a, a great uh, journey here so far. And um, we actually have multiple um, new developments coming out of the ground. Uh, we just opened the Willoughby in downtown Brooklyn uh, on the LIU campus as a part of a multi-phase project, 476 apartments. We have 333 market rate apartments. We're already close to 50% leased up. Um, we also have an affordable component for 30% of the units at that property. The um, affordable lottery just closed actually a couple days ago with HPD. So we're excited to start uh, moving in uh, folks into the affordable units. We also um, going across town are the master planner for New Rochelle, for the city of New Rochelle. So we have 360 Huguenot, uh, which is stabilized already. And we're opening um, one Clinton Park this month. Um, which is part of a two-phase project where we'll have one Clinton Park and two Clinton Park. Uh, each asset has 300 plus units, um, really built out to a qual- quality and standard that you would see uh, in the most luxury projects in Manhattan or downtown Brooklyn. Um, very high quality, no, no, um, nothing spared in terms of finishes, condo-like finishes at, at both properties. And then finally, we also um, acquired a asset that was built out by CMM, CIM in Dumbo, um, Brooklyn, New York, uh, which we're having great success with right now, Magnolia Dumbo, um, 320 apartments that is part of a larger condo association where part of the um, offering is, is condos um, that's uh, managed by First Service Residential. And we own the residential component um, of 320 apartments in a really unique location um, I like to refer to it as the Tribeca of Brooklyn. Um, we're seeing a lot of tech uh, people from the tech industry, finance, creatives and film and television. Um, Brooklyn has really emerged as a high performing market in New York City and, and also as a statement. Um, I think for the millennials and people moving here from, from other parts in the country as well as internationally, Brooklyn really has its own character as a destination. Um, and people are making a conscious choice to be a part of the um, the nightlife, the cafes, uh, the the various offerings of the neighborhood itself. So 
um, very exciting for RxR to be a part of that and for us to continue planning for LIU uh, phase two um, in our development stack. And, you know, I'll be able to talk momentarily about our national expansion as well with our multifamily portfolio. Yeah, I think people forget that uh, Brooklyn's not just Williamsburg anymore, right? You have uh, absolutely a lot of different uh, hubs throughout the throughout the uh, borough. So just absolutely. before we transition, just want to talk about how you guys kind of view maintaining you know you talked about affordable you talked about the lottery maintaining kind of the the organic feel of the neighborhood before you know you guys kind of come in and develop and how you kind of try to integrate the project um versus just dropping things in and and you know uh, being new kid on the block absolutely and and again i i i want to say that everything starts with our leadership our executive team scott reckler uh mike maturo uh, Jason Barnett, Todd Reckler. Um, our mission at RxR is is that doing good means doing better. So as as all of our um, developments, we we want to add value to the neighborhood um, in terms of infrastructure, connectivity. Um, a number of our projects have a public component where we redevelop um, plazas and um, areas that are accessible to all you know residents and community members in New York City. So. Um, we get very involved with local community boards, um, elected officials, internal and external stakeholders to really put a thoughtful approach to the design um, of, of what we're going to build and how it can be um, holistic in, in the approach. So I think it starts there and then making sure that we program uh, and look at mega and macro trends within the market. Uh, coming out of COVID, we, we begin to see how people wanted to have amenity space that was robust, but also able to be partitioned off where people who work from home uh, can set up a computer and plug in and have a, a private space for them to, you know, get on the call remotely, be it Microsoft Teams or Zoom, um, indoor and outdoor space uh, where people could have a fitness and health and wellness component. So just looking at all those trends and seeing how we can curate a product that is is um, highly desirable for the prospects coming into the market. So. Um, again, us being vertically integrated is the most exciting thing because there's people bringing a wealth of experience, talent, and vision into what we actually build and, and bring to market. Yeah. And the partnership with uh, Graystar, this is not the first, right? Magnolia was the second or third. I know you guys work with them at, at Huguenot as well in New Rochelle. How is that partnership, again, you know, kind of re- referencing the best in class, you know, Durst Pizzuto comment from before? How do they? How do they supplement? How do they help? What is it? What's their value add? I know they're a big partner for for you guys. Yeah, Great Graystar is a big uh, partner. They they manage a number of our um, third party management assignments for some of the communities that I referenced. So uh, Magnolia Dumbo, Graystar is our managing agent there. One Clinton Park, three sixty Huguenot. Um, we have another master plan community in Glen Cove, Garvey's Point, where Graystar is the managing agent there. So I think, you know, similar approach in terms of making sure that we focus on elevated experience for our residents, combining in the technology suite and products and uh, services and partnerships that we bring to each of our apartment communities uh, and identifying talent that really want to drive service, real estate as a service. Um, again, I think that's that's the distinguisher for RxR and our partners is that we, we are providing a high-level customer service for each and every single person who moves into our, our properties from the time they identify uh, an apartment community on Google or uh, any of the ILS platforms to when they arrive at the property to tour uh, through their entire experience. Um, 
RxR, we have a proprietary um, app called the RxO Home app um, and a digital lab where we have in-house uh, talented uh, data scientists and coders and technologists who've built out our own proprietary platform where people can pay rent, uh, book amenities and services um, and, and have access to a variety of um, partnerships that we have with uh, prop tech companies and local merchants and vendors who um, really provide a hotel-like experience and a, a hospitality feature uh, to our apartment communities. Right, which is important, you know, again, trying to differentiate with uh, all the developments in any given area. You have to have some way to stand out. A- absolutely. I mean, Adrian, look how much the world has changed in the past, you know, 10 to 12 years. Uh, no one hails a taxi anymore. You call Uber or Lyft. Um, no one um, you know, goes in the yellow pages to look up various services and businesses you go online on your phone. So I think the real estate industry was uh, initially slow to adapt, but I'm seeing, uh, you know, prop tech and technology really, you know, beginning to catch up with some other industries in terms of uh, being able to provide high level services and connectivity to to the residents in our buildings. Yeah, and that, that was even more sped up with the last two years, you know, with COVID. Um, absolutely so it's been accelerated upon you know beyond whatever everyone could imagine absolutely so now how like most developers that are you know local to new york they like to take that new york mindset and and if they're gonna going to expand to other markets they want to bring um and kind of replicate that success in in those markets so you have the national expansion you have the partnership with corvin uh talk to me about you know bluebell talk to me about phoenix i know these are two big markets that you guys are looking to or have or are working in. So give me some background on that. A- absolutely, um, Adrian. So I think, you know, prior to us even looking to go national with our expansion, just um, the strategic partnership and joint venture with the Corman Group, who, who are based out of uh, Philadelphia, uh, we were able to do a billion dollar transaction where we acquired um, a, a large uh, equity stake in several properties in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Um, in suburban Philadelphia, as well as uh, northern and central New Jersey. And the Corman Group and their their AV platform, they built out a, a spectacular uh, offering where not only are they offering individual apartment uh, units like the existing RxR portfolio, but they have a furnished suite component as well where people can rent a fully furnished apartment with uh, cutlery and, and all of the accoutrements um, for anywhere from as short as a, a, a couple weeks to six or seven months. Um, uh, so that's been a very exciting and uh, successful part of the Corman Ave um, partnership and joint venture. Um, a lot of corporate relocations, uh, people who might be temporarily displaced for an insurable event, a fire or flood at their property. We see a lot of uh, downsizers, people who've had uh, homes in suburban markets that they sell it and they want to move into a highly amenitized uh, building. So being able to leverage Corman's uh, expertise uh, with the furnished suite program and their hospitality approach to uh, real estate and apartment living has been a, a strategic focus that's been successful. And now we've been able to take that existing uh, partnership and move into new markets. So we acquired two um, pre-TCO assets in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, downtown Phoenix, uh, which have both been closed on. We're about to start lease up on, on phase one. Um, we're in the Tampa market right now. We're under contract to purchase uh, a large apartment community, again, pre-TCO, and the opportunity um, 
zone fund uh, in that market. And, and then we're beginning to look at other suburban urban submarkets throughout the United States to take that uh, same approach of, of having highly curated apartment communities that have a furnished suite component and uh, building out a best-in-class multifamily platform in the United States. Yeah, and did you see a shift? I mean, the furnished the furnished suites component, um, people going into you know exploration mode during COVID, trying to figure out where they wanted to be, you know, what business they wanted to be in or not be in. Did you see that uh, as a as a way to kind of capture that interest? Absolutely. I think I think it's it's two things, Adrian. For one, again, the real estate industry has not uh, adapted or changed greatly in the last thirty or forty years. It it, it primarily was here's an apartment. It's a 12-month lease or perhaps a 24-month lease. That's it. Um, now we've seen, you know, through the advent of companies like uh, Compass and Blueground, Zeus Living, uh, corporate housing providers that offer flexibility that this is there's a demand for that product. People may not want to commit to a 12-month term. Perhaps they're teaching as a uh, professor at a university for a three or four month engagement. Perhaps they are in a training program uh, with a pharmaceutical company where they need housing for four months, not necessarily 12 months. So, you know, being able to provide a, a flexibility around terms and uh, features in the apartments, I think, is a trend that we'll continue to see. And um, RxR and Corman is, is definitely at the forefront of pioneering that. Um, during COVID that was certainly exasperated with people needing um, flexible work from home schedules, uh, training programs. Um, you had people who were brought into New York City as nurses and essential workers that uh, were on temporary assignments that needed to be accommodated at the you know uh, drop of a dime. They couldn't wait for uh, 30 days to move in and then find furniture and set up and make themselves comfortable. So being able to have a product that's that's move-in ready, um, where you can essentially show up with, with clothing and a suitcase um, is definitely uh, uh, something that we've been very successful with and we're looking forward to expanding that model and expanding it nationally. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, operators and, uh, you know, renters alike were, were forced to kind of look look inside and figure out what they what they wanted, you know, once the, the renter base kind of Decided they might want to be more transient or explore different, you know, markets. The landlords and developers had to kind of, you know, act quick to change. Everyone was kind of trying to figure out um, how things were transitioning throughout COVID. Absolutely, Adrian. And, and also, um, you know, I want to speak to, I think, uh, in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, there are certain industries uh, where perhaps the insurance industry or, you know, certain tech uh, firms and industries where they may not be coming back to the office full time. They're going to have the flexibility of having a hybrid schedule of working from home or coming to an office. So uh, people are really looking at the apartment communities that they move into to say, hey, not only do I want to be somewhere where I have a nice apartment, but I want to have access to uh, a fitness center where I can you know, focus on my health and wellness. I want to have access to uh, a resident lounge, uh, business center where I can plug into a computer and, and spend a few hours a day working or, or, or all day long working. So, you know, being able to provide that uh, level of amenity and, and flexibility is going to be very important. Um, as human beings in the United States, we spend 80% of our time in buildings. So uh, our buildings, whether commercial or residential, will have to uh, be much more flexible 
and and thoughtful and design and approach uh, for the 21st century. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, a lot of our landlords and developers that we were, you know, working with throughout COVID, we that weren't building ground up, you know, that had, had existing, you know, product. You know, we were repurposing so much of the communal space in the buildings. You know, whether it was flex office or small, you know, small gyms or even internal, you know, to the the the, the specific apartments, adding washer dryer, looking to add more outdoor space, ways for people to you know, use the space, but, in, you know, in a different manner. Absolutely. So uh, just kind of in summation, you know, we're, you're working on a bunch of projects, you know, Magnolia, Willoughby, Clinton Park, you know, all within the last 12 to, you know, 16 months here, it seems. You know, a lot to juggle in your first uh, one to two years with the with RXR. I know you guys are looking at two, two Clinton Park as well in the pipeline. What's next for you guys? What's next for you, you know, specifically, um, you know, kind of run yeah. us through the next couple of years for you? Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm up to the task when I interview with Scott Reckler and the principals. Um, we want to be 5X in a five-year time frame. That's our big and bodacious goals. We currently have uh, $22 billion in, uh, under, under management and assets, and we want to grow to $100 billion. Um, so that'll come through a combination of different um, acquisition strategies. We'll be building some ground-up development projects, uh, such as what you alluded to with one Clinton Park and two Clinton Park. Um, will it be uh, LIU phase two? We'll also be acquiring existing assets uh, nationally in, in partnership with, with Corman uh, as part of our strategic uh, joint venture and partnership. Um, we also have a, built out a debt platform with Hudson where we'll also uh, lend debt uh, for other uh, apartment communities and deals that um, developers in our multifamily space are are, are interested in uh, obtaining debt sources for. So there'll definitely be a combination of different strategies and, and we're very opportunistic. Um, we have a number of deals and a fund built out uh, strictly for the qualified opportunity zones. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to be very aggressive with identifying uh, markets that uh, will yield a strong return in both the mid and long long term. Oh, listen, this has been super insightful. Appreciate the time. Very excited to uh, see what's next for you guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to a uh, follow-up episode, hopefully in the future. Absolutely, Adrian. I'm uh, very much looking forward to it. I appreciate Circulated having me today, and um, wishing everyone health as we uh, come into spring in New York City. Uh, we've been able to come back from 9-11, Superstorm super Sandy, the economic recession, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So you can't count New York City out. And uh, myself and RxR, we're excited to uh, be great civic leaders and, and part of the business community driving uh, this great, great city. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you.